Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. What is next concerning the Jets' main man? He's not in camp, that's for sure. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented yeah. by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us in the Goodyear hotline. By the way, we're taking your calls too. Live calls, 1-888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Call us. Give us your thoughts, man. Yeah, we want to hear about Aaron Rodgers. We want to hear about this, too. And, and Bart, we're talking about the Jets. We're talking about Zach Wilson. Yeah. Trey Lance signed with the 49ers. So, Zach Wilson is now the only unsigned first-round pick. The you only. were at camp yesterday. You spoke to C.J. Mosley. Tell us what's going on with Zach Wilson. Yeah, we heard the C.J. Mosley sound coming in about, you know, it's a nothing burger for him. He's been around the block a couple of times, so there's no need to play that sound. But we heard C.J. Mosley kind of alluding to, listen, this business, and at some point every player is going to have to have some language or a contract negotiation. You don't really get in the way of another man's money. But, you know, really to explain to the listeners out there really what it's all about, really what it's about is the ability to double dip. You see that, you know, everybody assumed that three, you know, what, three years ago or four years ago at this point that Sam Darnold was going to be a franchise quarterback. That didn't happen, right? You know, he's down in, in, in Carolina, and with the, he could have had the ability to double dip. So double dipping is just simply means that, you know, the contract is guaranteed, and when you go down to another team, you get an opportunity to get paid by two organizations. It's something that the Jets have never really agreed to and, and, and abided by. Some, some organizations are a little bit more optimistic, but you understand with the Jets, there's a little scar tissue there, right? Mm. You know, they brought in quarterbacks, you know, um, you know, uh, Mark Sanchez didn't last that long, right? You look at, you know, what happened, Chad Pennington didn't last that long, you know, so they have a little scar tissue there, but for me, you know, it's a nothing burger. They'll get this thing figured out in a couple of days. You know, I was at camp and the team looked, Look, look fast, right? So you can say that the organization has dropped the ball and you don't want to have a distraction. You want to get your, you know, starter because we know it's not – it's no quarterback competition in New York. We know that he's a starter. Hell, you know, the other two guys on the roster, I think James Morgan, I forget the other kid, um, don't have any NFL starts. You know, you expect them to get a veteran in there. But, you know, they, they have done a great job in providing protection, doing something that they didn't do for Sam Darnold, you know, going out and getting um, Morgan Moses, going and get Vera Tucker. You know, Becton looks like a beast, right? He looks slim and trim. He has an unofficial weight. You know, you always got to watch out for the guys for the unofficial weight. All we know is that he reported at, his, at, at the weight that was agreed upon. But, you know you, you know, you think about Michael Carter. So they've done a good job in not putting it all on Zach Wilson coming in. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to, to bring in two rookie quarterbacks and Joe Flacco and Mark Sanchez, and all we did was go to two AFC championships. This isn't that type of team, but I think Salah has been the right direction. I think eventually they get this figured out and we'll forget about it. So if I have this correctly, this isn't about the money. He's slotted in already to get yeah. like a four-year, $35 million deal, something around that. Yeah. This is about that if they cut him yeah. before the end of his contract and he goes to another team, if they don't include this language, he can not only collect under the guaranteed value of the contract he would have with the Jets, but also the money he would get with the new team, exactly. and they want to prevent prevent that from happening. And this is something that the Jets kind of toe the line on. They haven't done this under the Joe Douglas era. They haven't changed that policy, yeah. so they're trying to toe that line. But, Sam, I look at this, and I wonder about the optics of it. Everybody else in the first round is in camp. The Jets have all this hope pinned on Zach Wilson, and yet when they look at their team, their star is not in camp. And, by the way, there's no veteran behind them at this point, no real veteran who's been around for decades to take his place. Zach, if you're watching training camp, not even there yet, at home, working at, you're probably working out. If you're listening, right, on the car to your workout, wait. Get your money. Roquan Smith, 
Roquan Smith, I play the Chicago Bears. Roquan Smith, first-round pick. Similar language. You had to wait, and all of a sudden fans are saying, what's up with our first-round pick, and coaches, whatever. But all the players in the locker room had his back because we all understood that if we were in that position, we would do the same thing. Why not wait another week or two or three to get the money that really belongs to you that should be guaranteed as opposed to saying, you know what, let me just sign back so I can come back to training camp a day or two later. You talk about, number one, these reps, right? The reps are important. But what I think is even more important is the fact that uh, Zach Wilson is the guy. We know that. He's the guy moving forward. There's no, there's no doubt about it. But you don't need to rush this thing at all. Don't rush. Uh, wait. Take your time. Get the contract you need. And then lastly, I think what's most important is that if the Jets are so concerned with this offset language, right? I don't want – if I release him after a year or two or three, I don't want to have to still pay him. If you don't trust him – then why would you even draft him? Yeah. Firstly, secondly, secondly, why don't you get better coaches to coach him? Why? Do, I mean, like, so, so what you're telling me, the New York Jets organization, is that you either don't trust your evaluation and how you evaluate talent, number one, or number two, you don't trust your coaches in developing talent. If you're so concerned about paying this guy the guaranteed money that he's earned or that he's deserved, at least that the contract stipulates or should stipulate. Mm-hmm then I would be questioning your own decision-making and drafting him. Well, what they're going to tell you is we don't want to set a precedent. And this really appeals to me as a lawyer, right? Like as a lawyer, the one thing I always did when I was practicing law, I always said if we had a problem, if I was on a team, if I was on an organizational side, I would say – if we've been doing something this way for 10, 20 yeah. years, do not change it because once we change it, yep. everybody's going to ask yep. for it. But I think you make a good point because here's the deal. This is all based on paying him if you cut him before the end of his term. Mm-hmm. He is the number two pick in the draft. What are the chances where's the number that three? they are going to cut him? Where's the number? What th- are the chances that's going to happen? Where's the number three pick? <laughs> Sam Darnold, they, they, that didn't work out, right? I but know they, they didn't cut I know, him. I know they trade him. Yeah. Where, where's Dwayne Haskins at right now? Right. It's a good. It, it, <laughs> well, it's, it's a valid point. But so, check so this still. out. Check this out. Yeah. This is something that we say the Jets have been doing for what 10, 20 years, or or however long. Or maybe however Joe, long. Maybe it's under Joe Douglas's term. We, we're not sure. About Great. That. The Jets haven't been good for however long. <laughs> hold up. Hold so so hold I mean, it's been up. a minute, Bart. It's been a minute. Oh, yeah, been since, so you've been gone. You've been gone for about 15, 12. How about the Roy Jones? Y'all must have got. The Jets haven't been good since Bartlett. No, since for since however long. And so I, I, I hear what you're saying, Ryan. Okay, we don't want to set a precedent. But what if you set a winning precedent? What if you set a precedent that actually builds culture and that builds a winning organization? What if that was the precedent you set? We all have agents, whether you have a football agent, a TVA, whatever, right? You all have agents. Or, or if you're in the business world, you might be negotiating for yourself, mm-hmm. right? People say you don't want to set a precedent, but but what did uh, what did we hear earlier? Production equals tolerance. They obviously drafted him second overall for a reason. You might say he hasn't produced in the NFL, but he produced in college. You need him, yeah. and so you can you can bend the rules a little bit. I, in my age, in my you know, contract stuff, you bend the rules. Hey, this is the precedent, but hey, man, come on, let's make something happen. And so there's no pressure. Zach Wilson, if you're listening at home, working out. There is no pressure. Literally the same shoes with Roquan Smith, our first-round pick, who, who, who should have been a pro bowler, got snubbed. Amazing, amazing inside linebacker for the Chicago Bears. He waited. 
He waited and he got the contract that he wanted. And yes, he might have missed a week or two of training camp. And you might sit here and say, well, that's just the linebacker and it's not the quarterback. It doesn't matter. Wait three weeks to help you for the next three, four, or five years. You know, deadline um, breeds action, right? And, you, you know, you know that the closer they get to preseason, they know how important those reps are. Though right now those reps aren't important. I was there. Um, listen, the team didn't have on pads. You know, it was an hour and 20-minute practice. He's been there for all the OTAs. He's learning the playbook. I don't think he's probably somewhere working out. I think he's in town somewhere probably waiting for the things to be finalized. But that's why you hire your agent, right, to do the dirty work for you because he's advising you because you can't make business decisions with your emotions. And right now he's going to have to fight for what he believes in. If that's what they believe in, that's the heel he wants to die on, then so be it. You know, I have no problems with that. I don't think his teammates do either. Yeah, what about t- the idea of veteran quarterbacks behind him? Because Mike White was leading the practices, and I know viewers are saying, Mike White who? Yeah. Like, yeah. Who, who's that? No, that's he, what he was the quarterback. Yeah, so, that, so, that was news to me because I don't even know the hell Mike White is. So then, so then, shouldn't you bring in a veteran? Shouldn't there be a well, veteran? That's, what there I, what to, that's coming. Let's, 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 let's slow down. Pump the brakes. 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 You're moving. I'm just trying to channel Jets. No, no. I'm just trying to channel Jets fans who, when they saw Zach Wilson drafted, a lot of them were like. We're back. We're well, back. We're not back. And they're, now they're it's back like, the, oh, where is he? Well, and they, there's no vet yeah. behind him? Well, they reset the market, right? So now they reset their timeline. And, you know, in, in recent years, the way you win is with not playing your rookie quarterback. And Sam Darnold timeline, not that they didn't believe in Sam Darnold, the timeline between the team being ready to win and him being ready to carry a team and pay him, you know, was out of alignment, right? That's why they let Jamal Adams go as well, because you can have great players and still be a bad team. You know, Calvin Johnson, Khalil Mack is examples of that, right? But, you know, you want to make sure that you have a a supporting foundation around a young quarterback. And now they're better equipped to support a young quarterback with what they've done with the offensive line, the run game, and building something slowly. But, you know, it's no need to panic because understand that it's going to be guys. That it's, it's, whole, it's a whole secondary market. The first cuts are usually veterans that team respect because they want to give them an opportunity to get a, get a job. I've been saying for, for, for probably about three months that Nick Foles is on a collision course and wear green again, but it won't be with Philadelphia. It will be with the Jets, and then maybe they may have to fight for services a little bit. Blake Boros is out there. There's going to be some veteran quarterbacks that get cut that can really pick up a system really fast. But if you're back with your backup quarterback, you're going to be picking high in the draft anyway. So it doesn't matter. So you don't want to rush Zach Wilson because this is about a three-year window in which you want to try and take advantage of him being on a rookie deal. But you can really support and front-load contracts for a lot of the the supporting cast that they want to get. So when you have to backload his contract or pay his contract, all the contracts are lined up and you can have a young team that can be have a window for three or four years. And by the way, all this puts pressure on the head coach, Robert Sala. He was talking about this yesterday, what he thinks about Zach Wilson not being in camp. Take a listen to this. From a rookie standpoint, you need as many reps as you can, and veterans always get off days here and there anyway, so they do miss. But uh, uh, it, it is. It's, it's, uh, it's something that he'll have to navigate through. And... Uh, and I, I've got a lot of faith in Zach too. You know, he's a, he's a, he's incredibly intelligent. He's got a tremendous uh, drive. So when he does get here, I know that somehow, some way, he'll make up for it. So, not a fun position to be in for a first-year head coach, Sam. Yeah, but I got no issues. Robert Saleh has got to he's got to wait, right? If you've played this game, you understand that. Like fans, Jets, Jets fans, first and foremost, right? Yes, you might be excited about Zach Wilson. Sure, great, but put your put yourself in the shoes of Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. If we could just kind of just set the table real quick, put yourself in the shoes of of an NFL player who everyone else around the league is getting a contract. And now all of a sudden, the team that you want to play for, that you can't wait. I mean, take a page out of Aaron Rodgers' playbook. Like, you can't wait to go play for these Jets. 
You just want them to do right by you. You want them to do right by you and your family. You don't want to be in a situation where, let's say, the coaching didn't work out. Let's say you were doing everything you could and a coach gets fired, a coordinator gets fired, something all of a sudden you get thrown to the, you get cast aside and you don't get the contract when everyone else is getting their contracts guaranteed with no offset language. And so if I'm a Jets fan, first and foremost, you got to just understand Zach Wilson missing a week or two of training camp is fine. Even three or four. Nah, even, I, I can't see him. Can I just far. say that? But I'm Go just ahead. saying I, my only thing is like take, take a page out of Aaron Rodgers' playbook. Right, we all said. Mike Tannenbaum said, "Man, you watch, you learn, we listen. Take that approach." Because Aaron Rodgers said, "There's some things that need to be done better." And so, New York Jets obviously have some things that they need to do better. And maybe this can be the first step of many in showing Jets players, "Hey, we care about you. Hey, this is a partnership. Hey, we we believe in you for the next four years, really five, because he's a rookie in the first round, and the team has that option." Right, so we are with you. We are for you. We're not going to try and cut anything short. I also think, and this is kind of mincing words a little bit, especially when you talk about precedent, there is room to sometimes say, we're going to set a precedent for this quarterback or this top five draft pick. Now, that's a little bit of a dangerous, slippery slope because somebody's going to be like, you know, two years from now, the guy who's number six pick for the Jets could say, well, you did it for the top five. But still, there is room there. But I want to say this about this offset and these contract stalemates. Let's not forget, in 2016 – Joey Bosa had this offset issue with San Diego, Mm -hmm. and that man didn't come in until late August. Now, he ended up being an incredible player, had a great season. I get that part, but we're talking about the quarterback. And I'm not trying to say he didn't have an uphill battle, but we're talking about the quarterback, Mm -hmm. offenses to learn, got to get the reps. And we're talking about, Bart, I know you're saying he could come back any day now, but the flip side of that is it doesn't happen until late August like it did with Joey Bosa, and your organization is severely hamstrung. It could be a lost year at that point because now you have to not only – it's hard to evaluate Zach, but it's even harder to evaluate the roster that you put together. What I love about what they've done with this team is they created – you know, competition at every position, right? They have, you know, four or five slot receivers, right? You want to talk about Cole. You want to talk about Elijah Moore. Jameson Crowder has been there. You think about the competition that they have at running back. You know, this is a young roster, maybe I believe the youngest roster in the league right now. And listen, they, they're going to have some growing pains. And this is a far from uh, a, a finished product. Joe Douglas, you know, comes from the Ozzie Newsom school. You know, he's come from that from that organization. He knows how to build a team. And he's doing it. He's building it with the trenches. You can say that, you know, arguably the Jets might have a top 15 offensive line and defensive line. Joe Douglas, a former, you know, offensive lineman, understands how – you can have sustainable success. is isn't with all those luxury pieces on the outside. It's with all those foundation pieces. Every house needs a strong base, basement. So, if, so I just got a question. Yeah. If it's so important for us to have our quarterback in the building, why don't we just give him what he wants? Even if it sets a, a bad precedent. It's just, it's just a second overall pick. We're trying to change our co- – it's so important. We had well, – the draft was in April. May, June, July. Yeah. He was at OTAs. You know this camp. was coming. You know I, I, coming. We knew it was coming. I'm just saying, I just, I just want to, because people think, man, you know, we got to sign Zach Wilson. Where are you? And you're selfish. Da, da, da. No. If it's so important, GM, Joe Douglas, get it done. You know, Jets fans are patient, right? They, they've sat through the, are they? the hard. Well, you, I'm talking about. Nah, you're coming from a player Jets perspective. They ain't patient. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is they've seen Where's Reeves Island. They've watched three episodes of Hard Knocks three weeks and Where's Reeves meeting them on you know, some, some rest stop, right? They've seen, they've seen the many holdouts before. I don't think they're going to panic. But, you know, let's ask the people. All right, let's ask the people. Why not? Let's bring in our callers, Anthony in Ohio. Uh, Anthony, 
Talk to us about Zach Wilson. What's your question? Okay, first of all, I'm going to put out there that I have much respect for the athletes in the NFL. They deserve the money they get. It's their life. They have a short you know, career. Uh, they entertain cities. They bring morale. These guys are actual heroes. I really support the athlete and the laborer. So with that being said, you can't change the philosophy of your team for one player. It's still a team sport. If you're not confident in your ability, I mean, if he's confident in his ability, he knows he's not going to get cut in, in four years. You know, well, but look at all the like, ways, through, though, right? Doesn't that go both ways? Because if they're not confident in their ability to evaluate, then they should say, well, we know we got this one right. Well, I agree with you, but look at the track record. Look at look Trubisky. I mean, how many good years did this kid have in college? How proven is he? I'm a Browns fan, so, you know, I've seen a lot of number one draft picks disappear. No, no, you I'm know, sure. it's hard to evaluate that next level. Yeah, and I think I think that goes back to coaching personally. And I love this. And I Anthony, love this. Thank per- you for that call. That was a great call. Yeah, Good. thank you for the call. I'm, I love the perspective. Right? He said, "Man, I respect players. I want them to get their money. They earned it." But the the, the point he made, he said, "If you believe in yourself and your in, abil- in, you, in your abilities, then you'll you'll bet on yourself in so many ways." But what what a lot of people may not understand is that so much of what happens on a football field. Mm-hmm has less to do with you and your abilities and more to do with oftentimes with those around you, with your coaches, with the staff, with the GM. The I had a, a situation – the system. I had a situation in Chicago. I was playing with a guy, a, a really talented outside linebacker. Uh, and, who? Uh, Pernell McPhee. Okay, there we go. Pernell McPhee, <laughs> right? We're bringing receipts. And Pernell, Names. talented, but he's like, man, back when I was in Baltimore, Baltimore I was on different. the inside, inside, outside, like we see with Zadarius Smith in Green Bay. But Chicago had a different kind of system. We want you only on the outside. The GM said, man, you'll be inside, outside, whatever. But the defensive coordinator said, no, I want you here. It, you're at an impasse. What do you do? And so even though Pernell believes in his abilities, he didn't get really a chance to do what he wants to do. And now he's back in be more, as he says. And he's balling out. And he's balling out. And so sometimes it's not always about you, the player. You might be the, mo- the best player in the world. But if you're in the wrong system, it doesn't always fit. And so that's why, yes, it's a great point that players, you should believe in your abilities. But what happens if the, if the, the coordinator isn't right? isn't making adjustments. If your quarterback coach isn't the best quarterback coach, what happens when they're not putting you in a position? If, if, the, if the training staff, if the athletic training staff, let's say you have an injury and they don't treat it the right way, then all of a sudden that's not on you. You did everything you possibly could, yet it still didn't work out. So for a player, and I, I, that's why I love, we need to have more people calling in because that was a great question. For, from a player's perspective, so much out of your control. You will do whatever you can, but for the stuff that's out of my control, please give me my guaranteed contract like everyone else. I don't want anything offset for this time well, that listen, I'm here. Listen, Otto, this is like Burger King. You get it your way. All you have to do is look into your one shot, look into the camera, and tell the people to call in. People. <laughs> people. People. Call in. This This is the KJZ, but it, it, was, it was a Ryan Bar. It's really RBS. Ryan Barton and Sam. Right? I like that. Call RBS. in because, I mean, this is we do this for the people. It's not, right. If we right. don't do it for we do it for the people. You want right. to talk to Chocolate Drop? Call on in. What's the, what's the number? Call the Chocolate Drops <laughs> at 1-888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You know what this is also about, guys, as we look at this and you talk about why not just, why not just bring them in? Why not just give them this? From the team perspective, they think he's going to cave. That's what you do in a negotiation. You, you, you bank, as the team, you sit back and you say, 
He knows he needs to get the reps. He knows who the fans look at in terms of performance. They're not looking at me behind my desk, back in the office, all the way in the back of the stadium. They're looking at the dude on the field who just threw three interceptions. He knows he he has to be in here and get the reps. So he needs to come into camp. He's going to cave. So let's Good. play that game. So that's, that's how a negotiation works. Great, perfect, amazing, and that's right. a business decision that the team is making. Correct. Mm-hmm. So why and it's not nefarious. It's it, negotiation. It's negotiation. Good. And so Zach Wilson is doing the same thing. He's negotiating. Aaron Rodgers doing the same thing. It's a negotiation. And so, so I just want because fans, I love fans. We do this for the people. Y'all call in one eight hundred. Say ESPN. Oh, they're calling in. Good. <laughs> call in so we can talk. But like, let's let's not just pretend that the player is the only person that that that's on this negotiation. The team, in this scenario, is low key trying to make the player cave or look bad. Give the player his props and let him negotiate. Let his agent negotiate. We all know that Zach Wilson cannot wait to be there. So let's have the Jets and their organization step up to the plate. Give this man what he oh, wants. We got, some more. Right. we got any more callers? We'll see. Yeah, we're going to have some. Don't worry. They're oh, standing just... by. We're going to bring them in. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Protecting your business with specialized coverages for your commercial vehicles. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Oh, by the way, another one of Bart's teams has another major selection to take. Who will it be? Look at Bart. He doesn't Damn. even know. He doesn't even know. How many know. teams I play? Damn. That's next on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. With Bart Scott and Sam Acho, I'm Ryan Smith. This is ESPN Radio. Um, I know I'm the best player in the conference, but, you know, it takes more than one guy to win against a team like that. You know, there's no iron team. Cunningham inside a half court. will dribble to the right. Now pulls the trigger on a three and buries it from straight on. Cunningham. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. I'm Ryan Smith, and this is your Sports Center right now. With Friday's trade deadline rapidly approaching, the Yankees make a big move in acquiring all-star outfielder Joey Gallo from the Rangers. Gallo has 25 homers on the season, tied for six most in the majors, and now the most of any player on New York's roster. Gallo should be a big boost for the Yankees' left-handed bats as their combined 197 average this season is the worst of any team in the majors, and they have a total of 22 home runs. Let's go to the Olympics, where American Caleb Dressel captured the first individual Olympic gold medal of his career, winning the 100-meter freestyle over defending champion Kyle Chalmers of Australia. 
Russell's winning time was an Olympic record of 47.02 seconds, a mere six hundredths of a second ahead of Chalmers, who earned a silver medal. It was the USA's 13th gold medal so far of the Games, tied with Japan for the second most behind China's 14. And finally, we head to the hardwood where the NBA draft is happening tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Former Oklahoma State star Cade Cunningham is still expected to be the first overall pick to the Detroit Pistons in tonight's NBA draft. But Jalen Green and Evan Mobley might still have something to say about that. In addition to the selections, the intrigue will be centered around trades. For the first time ever, the NBA draft is on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Radio. Coverage begins on ESPN Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern. And SportsCenter is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. This dude has the clutch gene. He defers the first 30 minutes of the game. He's the real deal, and he's continuing to get better. I'm taking Cade Cunningham 10 times out of 10. Steps back, shoots for three. Got it! He's the real deal, and he's continuing to get better. He has a great spirit now. He's an incredible teammate. Ball so hard, they don't know what the rate means. No other words to describe him, Doris. I don't know what to say. It's unbelievable. Back with you on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, Ryan Smith, Bart Scott, Sam Acho with you. We call ourselves the Chocolate Drops. How you doing? Let's get to some NBA draft. We bought the draft. Raptors in three-part harmony, man. <laughs> <laughs> three-part harmony. That's coming up later in the 9 o'clock hour. All right. So, we got the NBA draft coming up tonight, and what a draft it's going to be. Cade Cunningham expected Detroit to be the number one basketball. pick. Bart Scott fired up over it. If Cade Cunningham, by the way, is the number one pick, he will be Oklahoma State's first Number one pick since Bob Harris back in 1945. That was like 60-some years ago. So it could be a big night for Oklahoma State basketball, and that's why we are so pleased to have with us right now head coach Mike Boynton, Oklahoma State basketball coach, the man who made helped make Cade Cunningham who he is today. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me. It's uh, obviously a really exciting day for this kid and his family but also for our program. So we're looking forward to it tonight. Absolutely, Coach. So tell us right away, straight off, what makes Cade Cunningham so special? Well, he's got a unique combination of uh, immense talent, obviously, uh, tremendous hard work, work ethic that's uh, been unmatched by any other kid I've coached. But with all of his talent, uh, he's got a sense of humility also, and he understands the, the, the value of teammates and the necessity of having other people help him uh, achieve success. And so it's so rare. The kid's just 19 years old still, but uh, has carried so many expectations uh, almost seamlessly. And uh, I'm sure this transition to the NBA will present some challenges for him, but he's going to handle that one as well. Coach, not only the challenge of being maybe the, being the first overall pick, but also being the savior of the Detroit Pistons. I'm going to speak it out into existence, being a Detroit native. You know, <laughs> what kind of leader are they getting? You know, because he's going to be forced to kind of step up and ascend that um, leadership role early in his career. Yeah, we certainly are, are hopeful that Detroit uh, takes him. We believe he's the best prospect in this draft. Uh, he brings so many things to the table. And I think coming into a situation – Uh, in Detroit, where he's got a good young core, will be somewhat similar to what he had here in Oklahoma State last year. Uh, We had a lot of young talent, but he was asked to really kind of lead us. And 
you know, he did it with uh, very little challenge uh, in his way. He was the Big 12 freshman of the year and player of the year. He led the league in scoring, uh, but he made his teammates better. And I think he's going to bring a winning attitude and a winning mentality and a winning work ethic to the Detroit Pistons organization that they're going to be really, really proud to have taken him tonight. Coach, you, you, you know Cade better probably than anyone that we're going to get a chance to talk to today or the last couple weeks. Is there a story about Cade that no one knows that you would say, man, this is the kind of guy that Detroit or whoever drafts him is getting? Yeah, I've got two, and I'll be quick because I know how TV time is. But um, the, the day after his first ever college basketball game, he had 25 points on the road in his hometown. Um, and it was the day before Thanksgiving. So we get back late uh, that Wednesday night. And I usually come into the office to work out early myself. And I hear a ball bouncing at about 7 a.m. the day after his first game. Um, and he played well. Uh, and I didn't expect it to be K, but I walked into the gym and it was him just in there. He wasn't very happy with how efficient he had played. Uh, he felt like he played a little nervously. Uh, but that kind of goes to show you the type of work ethic that he has is that he wasn't satisfied with scoring 25 points in his college debut. Uh, the other one is the last regular season game we played, Cade didn't play in. He actually rolled his ankle the game before against Baylor on the road. And so at West Virginia, he wasn't going to play. Uh, and I had Cade kind of be an assistant coach for me. And he was as into that game as anybody was on our bench because he wanted to see his teammates know they could have success even if he wasn't playing. And so he's going to always inspire guys that are around him, but he's going to always do it with a sense of humility, and his work ethic is going to always speak for itself. Coach, you've been around basketball for a really long time, and, and a lot of people try to compare K to different people. Some have said, oh, he's like Luca," and you might watch film and say, man, there's some Paul Pierce. Like, you know the game of basketball. Who would you – when you watch, not even like who would you compare, when you're watching, like I'm sure there sounds like, man, that reminds me of X – who does Cade Cunningham remind you of when you watch him practice and play? Yeah, to be perfectly honest, I really don't like the comparison game. Uh, but I understand it, right? We kind of give ourselves some reference points of what we think he can become. Uh, but, like, comparing him to Luka, I'm not sure we know what Luka is yet. I mean, he's really, really good, but he's just two years into this thing. Uh, but I see what they mean, what they, you know, kind of why they compare him to size, he doesn't have this ridiculous athletic explosiveness, but he's pretty good enough athlete. He can really, really pass. He's a great rebounder. He has a really good overall game. So I can understand the, the Luka comparisons. I understand when people try to compare him to Grant Hill uh, with his size and his ability to score and make plays for his teammates. Um, I heard people talk Jason Tatum. I don't know if Kate thinks score as much as Jason does, but I can see some of that as well because he can play in the mid post pretty efficiently as well. Coach, I, I, you know, I, I think there's so much excitement around Cade and a lot of the top picks, but I think we always have to let people know, look, these guys, and you mentioned it with Luca, they're, they're not finished products, right? Cade's going to go to the NBA, and he's going to learn a lot of things. He's going to have a lot of things to learn. So what do you think is the biggest challenge he's going to face coming into the NBA in terms of his game? Well, the first thing is everybody's as good as he is right now. And so in high school, for sure, right, it was a big, big gap between his talent and the talent of the guys he was either playing with or competing against. And in college, the gap shrunk, but not as much as it's going to shrink tonight, right? He's going to get there 
and there's going to be guys, even though they haven't been All-Stars for 10 years, that are capable of having success. And so Cade's going to have to adjust to the talent level. Uh, he's going to have to continue to be a more efficient three-point shooter, which we were very um, intentional about working on with him last year. He became a 40% three-point shooter. Uh, and he's going to have to be more consistent getting to the free throw line and converting when he gets there because that's a big part of him being able to score at the NBA level. Coach, tonight's going to be a tremendous um, recruiting tool for your for your program with Kay going on and representing the organization. Um, do you have any uh, concerns about the shift of the Big 12 and you know the conference and everything that's happened there, how it could affect maybe recruiting for you? Um, you know, I mean – Naive or dishonest, if I wasn't saying I wasn't, you know, obviously paying attention. Um, but I'm also a person who I don't put a whole lot of, I don't lose much sleep over things I have no control over. You know, Commissioner Bowlesby and the leadership in the conference, uh, our leadership on campus, they're going to make that decision probably without very much input from me. And so I'm going to trust them that they're going to do what's best for both the Big 12 and, and what our leadership internally at, uh, at Oklahoma State is going to do for our university. And I'll, I'll do whatever they ask me to do. But I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, our program can elevate after tonight's uh, great news for Kay and his family because I do expect him to go first, and I think he's going to have a great career. And it'll just be a sign to other kids out there that no matter how good you are, Oklahoma State's a place that you can go to and have to. All right, looks like we lost Coach there. He was on FaceTime with us. But, Coach, it was great to speak to yeah. Oklahoma State basketball coach Mike Boynton there. Let me finish for him. Let me finish there. for him. Oklahoma he, State is a place that you can go to and have mm-hmm. success, right? And people don't – people don't. You could be a number one overall pick. And, right? I mean, think about Coach Mike Boynton, right? Oklahoma State, you don't think Oklahoma State premier basketball program per se. You think football more often than not. But this coach is saying, hey, you don't always have to go to the Dukes or to the North Carolinas or you know to the Kentuckys. You can come to a place like Oklahoma State and still be number one overall. I think that sends a powerful message, especially, yeah. Bart, to your question of all the conference realignment mm-hmm. and the super conferences and NIL and all this money. Sometimes it's not always about going to that top school. I know I, I had an experience where I got offered it. I'm sure you had offers from everywhere, but I got offered from USC. At that point, they were the number one school in football, right? Reggie yeah. Bush, Matt Liner, whatever. Yeah. And I I said no, and granted, I went to Texas, which should just beat USC. But but like, but at the same time, like you don't always yeah, those have envelopes to. in uh, Texas just as big as ones in USC. Well. I didn't get yeah. paid. I didn't get paid. No money. No money. Uh, but but I just, I just love that point that he yeah. made, like the humility. Right? He talked about I hate. I don't like com- the comparison game in the media. We love the comparison game. That's what we well, do. We have to. It's, it's right. what we do. It's like right. something to refer to for people who are parachute fans to kind of understand what right. they're looking at. Yeah, right. but I love how he just said, man, like. I understand how they make the comparison, but he was honest. He said, we worked on his three-point shooting. He's more of a passer than he is this, you know, a scorer like a Jason. So I really respect Coach Boyton. Thank you for coming on. Yep. And, uh, and yeah, that, I love the perspective. You can come to a place like Oklahoma yeah. State. Player development, be, too. And, yes. Yep. You can come was, here. And we got guys who have basketball acumen who can develop your game and can take you to the next level. You don't have to go to these big schools. You may not get an opportunity at some of these big schools. You come here, we're going to develop you. We're going to plug on these holes that all players have. That was Oklahoma State coach Mike Boynton. Did a great job being with us just now on the Goodyear Hotline. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. And a reminder, you can find out where Cade Cunningham gets drafted. The NBA Detroit draft. basketball. Ah, the NBA draft on ESPN Radio is presented by Credit Karma. Coverage begins tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and the ESPN app. And, you know, I'll also say this about Coach. 
he was very honest about what Cade Cunningham has to work on on the next level. And yeah. a lot of coaches are not. They're going to say, like, oh, no, this guy is – they're not going to say they're perfect, but they're going to say, look, yeah. he's got all the tools. He just has to be a better player. He said, you know, he's going to work on this, get into the line. He's going to have to understand the big thing. Everybody on the next level is just as good as you are. Yeah. You can tell that he's taught him a lot of humility. Right. I think it's going to make him a great leader no matter where he goes. Yeah, there, there are so many uh, people listening right now. A- their, their kids play AAU. Yeah. Or they're trying to have their kids go to the next level in anything, in soccer, yeah. in baseball, in, in, in anything, in lacrosse. Find a coach like Mike Boynton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find a, find a coach that's going to be honest with you, that's going to be real, that's going to come into the gym early, that's going to get you better. Find a coach like Mike Boynton. Report. Bingo. You got to know yep. your own scouting report. Bingo. It's not and always be- about the program. It's about the people. Find the people who can be help you get where you want to go. about your successes and your oh, faults. Well, that. you know, Sam Ocho, just a little while, he, he looked into the up. camera. He did. Sam Ocho just looked into the camera not long ago, and he asked you to call in. So, you did, in droves. And we're going to have you weigh in and let you have your say after Bart says this from Indeed. Yeah, he set me up perfectly talking about finding people. Indeed is always the perfect place to find people. Finding the perfect hire can feel like searching for a needle in a bottomless haystack of resumes. Indeed, making hires fast and simple with over 135 skill tests to help candidates prove that they have the experience that your job requires. Their powerful hiring platform even helps you schedule and conduct Video interviews right on their site, which is probably why Indeed delivers four times more the hires than all the job sites combined, according to TalentNets. To learn more about finding your next great hire, visit Indeed.com slash credit. Thanks for the assist, buddy. The Yankees are about to make some breaking moves to bolster their lineup when they finalize a deal for Texas Rangers outfielder Joey Gallo. Breaking Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Man, I hope they, I hope they celebrate him at Summer Jam, man. I, I know they, so they, got, they got one for DMX. Biz just as impactful, man, for the people that he inspired, you know, mainly Big Daddy Kane and, you know, him just being the man. So, you know. Rest in peace, Biz Markey, man. One of the so greats, man. We're losing too many of them, man. We're losing too many, I know, too fast. Especially Biz. He's been around so long. He's a big part of my childhood. Biz Markey passing away earlier this year. Absolutely rest in peace. Jay Will, Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin back with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Ryan Smith, Bart Scott, Sam Acho with you. And just remember, Sam, he looked in the camera, and he asked you guys to call in. And so this is your chance. Ask Sam, ask Bart anything. 
Ask Bar Anything is brought to you by Goldman Sachs. Open a high-yield online savings account for Marcus, Goldman Sachs Bank USA, member FDIC. But now is your chance to weigh in, and we just played some sound from Aaron Rodgers. So let's bring in Daryl from Virginia Beach. Daryl, what's your thought or question on Aaron Rodgers? Man, this guy, Aaron Rodgers, has pulled the ultimate shell game on all of you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about them going to the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl. Nobody's talking about back-to-back 13-3 and three seasons. Nobody's talking about how Tom Brady, the man with seven rings, seven swords, went to your field, home game, playoffs, conference championship. Your defense gave you three turnovers, and you didn't get it done. Nobody's talking about, hey, Aaron, Tom went to his team first year with them. Your team had a better record than him. And he got to that Super Bowl, 13-3, and and it's the GM's fault. I don't have enough. If this guy would have made it to the Super Bowl and they lost the Super Bowl, then he would be saying, oh, I still don't have enough. GM's fault. You, you want to know why he didn't have enough? Because remember, no, remember, like you, you talk about he didn't have enough. Remember who dropped the ball in the end zone was the Lazard, right? Like that's the difference between having a good receiver and having a great receiver, right? They had an opportunity to upgrade the roster. Okay, if you don't like the the Jordan Love pick. But how about, come on, Thunder Thighs, man, come on. Did we really need A.J. Dillon? Did we really need a yard and cloud of dust? We had Aaron Jones that was able to give us that work. Because you give me a receiver, you think about all the great receivers, most of them are picked in the second round now, right? Because I think that position translates just as well as the running back position used to translate into the NFL early on because in college, everybody's throwing the ball anywhere from 40 to 50 times a game. So receivers are used to reading coverages better now. They're used to being able to come out and find holes in zones because they get more opportunities in college. But I like Daryl's call. He's saying he's playing a shell game on us. And Daryl came out with the fire, Sam. Hey, Daryl, I don't know where you live. I don't know where you're from. But you need your own show, my friend, because you came out with the heat. You make a really, 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 really good point. So Daryl said, "Well, let me, let me just I'm explain. listening let me, to let me, you, let me Mr. Acho." So, so because we I, we asked him to call in, we said, "Hey, we're doing this for the people." Daryl, you are the people. That's why we called in. He said he needed more pieces, right? I think the point that Daryl is making is that in the NFC Championship game, mm-hmm. when. Tom Brady threw three interceptions, right? That, that, that defense has been kind of just people have been saying it's bad. Forced three interceptions on Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And also, it's third and eight, third and goal from the eight-yard line with a little over two minutes left. Mm-hmm. And instead of running it, yep. which Aaron Rodgers had an opportunity to do, okay. he threw the ball, right? I think what Daryl's getting at is, man, the week before – in the game when they played the Rams, yeah. and and Aaron Rodgers was toward the goal line, saw Leonard Floyd, super athletic outside linebacker, boom, gave him the pump fake, juked him out, scored a touchdown. You didn't do that the next week, and right. and then and then the team decides to kick a field goal. Yeah, who fault was that? You got the bad right. man of the planet. Right. You didn't put right. the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands. But that's not an Aaron Rodgers' call. True, but but I think what Daryl 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 might what Daryl might be getting at is well the ball was in his hands on that third and goal from the eight yard line. Yeah, he could have done something. He, then. he, he thought like, he thought it was four down territory. No, yeah. and they took the ball out of the baddest man's hands and you put it in the goat. On but the it was that way. Daryl's still here. He's hearing you guys. Daryl, what do you think? Give me what you think. I want to get under it a little more. Daryl, go ahead. Okay. Daryl, you're back. We need you. Talk to me. Talk. You're the people, Daryl. We need you. What you got for us? What do you think so far? 
Hey, what I'm thinking is there's only one man that gets to sit down at the table, and we know who that man is, the man with seven rings. Oh. Joe Montana can sit at the table. Oh, Terry Bradshaw can sit at the table. Peyton Manning, I'll let Eli sit at the table. You ain't won a Super Bowl for me in 10 years? And you, want, you might get a His back bench. You might be able to go sit at the back bench, but hell, eight months ago, Bart was crying at Deshaun Watson. No Super Bowl, no playoff win. He deserves to be telling the owner what to do. Come on, man. All right. At some point, Daryl, thank you for the call. Daryl, thank you for the call. That was a great call. What Daryl's point is, Daryl's point here is, it's been a long time since Aaron Rodgers delivered a Super Bowl. And Daryl, I think, is also making the point of, it's about everybody but Aaron Rodgers, and that's what he sees as part of the shell game. And Aaron, Rod- Aaron Rodgers held I up his end. I don't know if I agree with it, though. But let's not, and let's not, because Daryl Darryl was going a little bit hard, a little bit crazy at the end, a little bit hard. Yeah. Let's not forget, Aaron Rodgers does have three MVPs, right? Yeah. Let's not forget that Aaron Rodgers did just win an MVP after they drafted his replacement. So let's not forget, Aaron Rodgers still put up, I think it was, what, 52 total touchdowns last year? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is still playing at yeah. – at phenomenal level, his career isn't over. He could still win another one yeah, or two, two Super two, Bowls, right? And so, and so, Tom Brady, yes, I get it, we love it, right? But to say, okay, Eli, man, oh, he's in that same conversation. He's this better, is Aaron Rodgers. He's better, he's better, right? I know. Man, I'm saying this, this is Aaron Rodgers talking about. So, Daryl, I respect mm-hmm. it. You need your own show, but this is our <laughs> show now. Well, we're gonna keep hearing from you next. And should one team Johnny already? Aaron Rodgers Hang on, Scotty let me Miller. get, let me, let me okay, tease. Say with your chest. Should one team already be concerned about their quarterback? The people need to know. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Scotty Miller.